Hello and welcome to the TalkCast Pod Show, the number one show on the internet and your next approaching challenger. I'm your host, the master of the TFS Arcade, Lanny Pator. And this week I am joined by the player one to my player two, Kaiser Neko. Bafanada. And the keeper of the coveted high score, Grant. Heaven or hell, duel one. Let's rock. We shall rock it. Speaking of the uh, mid-2000s action comedy, let's talk about the rundown. Oh, uh, oh, I don't like that setup at all. How dare no, you? No, too bad. Too Never bad. saw it. Too bad. I'm doing it. <sighs> it's, it's, it's pretty all right. I, en- I enjoy it. Worthy of a segue, you'd say? Worthy of a segue. Worthy of a segue. So, uh, just to bounce off of last session, uh, like our last episode, Jujutsu Kaisen continues to be great. Uh, Toto is a precious boy. I love him, and if he were real, I would die for him. I I too love my best friend. He, I, I, he's, I want him to be my best friend. I, I, who doesn't want Toto to be their best friend? Grant, have you seen Jujutsu Kaisen? I was just going on to Crunchyroll to see how many episodes I had stopped on, so I could tell you exactly. Um, but I, the only thing I really remember, or like the last thing I remember happening is probably right before it's actually going to start getting interesting is, uh, I feel like we were introducing the, the upperclassmen characters. I met the panda guy and, uh, the guy who only speaks and I want to say ingredients or something. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you're close to where Toto is introduced. Okay. Yeah. Cause Toto yes. did not sound familiar to me. So I did not know who uh, you were well, talking he's, about. He's the man. He's the man who asked you what kind of women you like. Oh, yeah, he's, okay. he's great. So yeah. get get there and meet your best you'll, friend. You'll, you'll understand. You'll, yeah. you'll know. Hurry up and meet your new best friend. He's amazing. Okay. Uh, in, in other news, uh, the new Spider-Man movie finally has a official title, No Way Home. So that's has a bunch of interesting implications so, to it, considering uh, what we know about it so far. Real quick, before we talk about how how that's going to impact the film proper, uh, yesterday it was like this social media thing where Tom Holland and I can't remember who else it was, but they both tweeted different titles for the movie, and it yeah, was like three stars. It, it felt like this just very manufactured, like what's going on, and I don't I don't know. Something about that just felt very cheesy and fakey to me. I, I just it came <laughs> it, off very weird. Like, it was apparently it's supposed to be an inside joke because Tom Holland leaked the title of Far From Home like before yeah, the studio was ready like to. That happening. So fair yeah, enough. And in in that regard, I think it's cute. Like uh, the the major thing is, uh, I think the only reason it seems so awkward was that the way that media is being disseminated right now, like news regarding media is being disseminated, it is so difficult to tell what is uh, a joke right now or, or what is I, like because a lot of people were thinking okay one of these three titles must be it and some people were even saying it's phone home it's definitely phone home right no no it, it was literally none of those turns out it's no way home no way home um, nah, yeah. phone home phone home will be when they you know go back to space again or some yeah, shit that, yeah that'll, that'll be the, the Peter Parker joins the Guardians of the Galaxy and they gotta bring him back to Earth yeah uh, I'll admit the little reveal trailer with Tom Holland, Zendaya, and Jacob Batalon was uh was cute. That was, was cute. like, yeah. And also, yeah. I always I always forget that Tom Holland is British. How do I forget this? Uh, the funny thing is, like, the last thing I saw him in was that one Netflix movie about like uh, I think it was like the like a serial killer in the South. I can't remember. I, the, yeah, I, I haven't watched the it, devil I, something or something. Yes. Yeah, the devil uh, all the time devil all the time it was it was a good movie like i, I recommend it if you like you know those kind of sort of uh nu- nuanced crime thrillers uh it's it's a good watch and he pulls off you know it's it's a lot easier for a trained brit actor to pull off an american accent than it is the other way around convincingly so mm-hmm. uh but yeah uh he, he's he's good he's damn good uh other news in Marvel, we, we've uh, been dropped that we're getting a Deadpool 3 that's rated R uh, through the, you know, through the Marvel line, which will be I interesting. I had no idea about that. What? Yeah, they, they officially announced that we're getting Deadpool 3 and it's rated R. Oh, I mean, I, oh, yeah. No, wait, wasn't that man? Uh, if, if, I, if I remember correctly, wasn't that like back in January? Maybe. 
but it came back up again recently because there's a lot of people out there complaining that the Blade movie has not been confirmed to be rated R, which is interesting because Blade was kind of part, uh, this is me, like I actually did read some Marvel comics back in the early 2000s. Blade was part of their Marvel Knight series, which was like, you know, the more mature, the more graphic Marvel stuff. And Blade is about decapitating vampires that, you know, rip people open. Yeah, you could turn that PG-13. Decapitations, will, you can see those. I will see. Uh, I, I see. I will say, um, one of my favorite superhero movies of all time is actually the original Blade, and I actually really liked Blade Two. Blade Three sucks. Blade so Two is really good and still stands up as a uh, as as one of those early two thousands marvel movies in fact i think blade was marvel's first actual success in film that might be true i also blade one has one of my favorite lines in all of in any comic book movie which is some motherfuckers always trying to ice skate uphill i've still never seen any of them i've heard mostly good at least for the first two I'll be prepared for terrible CG in both. Nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. The CG is awful. Awful. Is it in better Blade than two. Electra? I never saw Electra, so I can't no, say. But I'm going to assume acti- it. It actively is not. Oh Ooh. wait, it, it isn't. Oh, hold no, on. Bla- Blade, Blade Two was. It came out earlier and had a lower budget. Okay. Although I will say the uh, the CG in two, in some spots, is real good, and in other they- spots, is real bad. They hide it very well, and it's because Guillermo del Toro really loves using practical effects. But if you go back and watch, too, uh, it's one of the first movies with Donnie Yen in it, and you get to see a young Norman Reedus. Ooh. Yeah. Baby Reedus. uh, Yeah, as uh, Blade's vampire hunting buddy. Oh, (laughs) yeah. uh, You know what? Yeah. It's... It is it is a fun watch. I actually rewatched it recently. Uh, other Marvel news: WandaVision continues to be great, and we will definitely be talking about it when the season ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, this last episode, holy shit! Like that, I, I, I did. I, I I I will say that I kind of called something like that happening, but it was like the way they showed it was really cool. I, I felt like the last episode had some pacing issues. I felt like they had this great premise, but they didn't have a whole lot to fill it with. So I felt like that entire episode was all it was really padded until we finally got to the point that that big point that anybody um, actually cares about. <laughs> a majority of the episode was spent on, you know, the actual joke of what they were parodying, which yeah. is, you know, more modern sitcoms. I was kind of disappointed as a, as a big modern family fan. I feel like uh, like it's not that the like the episode revealed a bunch of cool stuff and and, and did cool things. But I, I was hoping they would play more with that format. And I feel like it was kind of like, I mean, probably ac- or adequately so. But it just felt like it was like definitely the the second fiddle to the other stuff that was happening in the episode. I, I have to agree. That was such a great premise. The idea, mm-hmm. the concept, like. What a great way to get meta. And then genuinely, I was disappointed with uh, their use of it. I mean, honestly, which they they, they kind of touched on some stuff with it, but they didn't go all the way like you kind of wanted them to. Yeah. But that being said, it's it, it for me. I, it, weirdly enough, it was kind of one of my least favorite episodes of the season. But it's also a show that I've been greatly enjoying. So even if I even if I were to say that the latest episode of WandaVision was its worst, it's still better than a lot. Like a honestly, lot of other things out there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. To be frank. One thing I it's, can uh, give. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. All right. I was going to say one thing I can give uh, WandaVision for sure is I've the last year, I would say I was kind of like. I felt done with Marvel stuff, uh, like particularly kind of after after the whole Endgame thing. I feel like everyone sort of felt this like release, this like this this was the event we were all heading towards and looking forward to. And now that it was done, it was kind of like all right, balls in Marvel's court to make me want to stay around. Uh, yeah, even even Spider Man was kind of a okay. I, I guess yeah, we'll go see it. Spider Man definitely felt like this. Like I, I'm feeling here out of obligation, but I don't know how much I'm gonna care about future Marvel Cinematic Universe stuff. Uh, and don't worry, wa- we aren't we aren't we aren't going to go into spoilers here. Yeah, yeah. So right, right, yeah, 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 yeah. worried about yes, WandaVision yeah. spoilers. We are not talking spoilers. We are going to talk all the way around them. I'm I'm talking more about a general thing, which is like I kind of. 
Age of Ultron was a Marvel movie that I feel like I saw and then kind of never revisited it again. I I was I was very middling to negative on Age of Ultron. Uh, and with WandaVision, I was kind of like, I forget a lot of Vision's origin. What did we, mm-hmm. how did he show up? Why did he join the Avengers? What was, what was his thing? Uh, so I rewatched Age of Ultron, uh, last week and it held up better than I remembered. Uh, I still think Ultron's ugly human lips should not be a thing. It feels like a holdover from the Michael Bay Transformers, uh, that I always thought yeah. was a gross design choice. Um, but that, uh, I forgot how much we talked about Infinity Stone stuff, even all the way back then. Age uh, of Ultron really introduced a lot of those concepts. Yes. And there's, there's there's a lot of uh, I actually saw a few video essays kind of like popping up here and there about um, kind of the brilliance of the marketing. Like, you know, while Age of Ultron was not very well received when it came out, it kind of fell flat, including for me. Like, I always thought it was one of the weaker ones mm-hmm. until after Endgame came out and you realize all of the stuff that like made Endgame so good was set up in Ultron. Yes, that's actually what I was going to bring up is that retroactively I realized like how much stuff that movie actually set up and it sets it up very well and I don't know if subtly is the right word but it gives it like kind of just the right amount of information to be like this is going to be important later but none of us really know how to talk about it right now uh, but like uh, yeah but it's one of those like you're going to need to take note of this Re- remember that this happened uh, and I, like that it's I, it was way more effective at that than I remember and I don't think I ever actually gave it that credit uh, so I, going back to revisit stuff WandaVision has been very good for that I genuinely really enjoyed Age of Ultron when it came out, mostly because uh, while I was really dissatisfied with where they ultimately took Ultron in that film, I actually really liked him as a villain. Uh, I liked his motivation. I liked his character. I just wish they hadn't killed him. Like, that was such a... like. I understand that's, that's the biggest that. that's the biggest problem that Marvel's had with a lot of their earlier movies. They they killed off like the most intriguing characters. Mostly just because they're like, yeah, we don't want to have to, you know, contract this person for another movie and it's easier to just kill them off and they're probably not even going to get a sequel starring them anyway, so what's the point? Like so that's that's kind of the that's kind of the uh, double-edged sword of the whole cinematic universe for Marvel is that when you've got all these movies that are in- interconnected it is really tough for these individual movies to get a whole ton of sequels dedicated primarily to themselves. There and also all of the fucking rogues gallery. It's like, well, we want this villain, okay? Well, then this guy's de- like, we can't have recurring villains if you're all gonna want this different villain from this different that, fucking superhero like story to come back. That felt like what they wanted to do with like Agents of Shield and stuff like that. I mean, you still have some of the villains kind of floating around. And I know Crossbones really like you know from the beginning of. Civil War was really kind of an antagonist in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Um, but you still have some characters out there like uh, Sam Rockwell ready to come back if they decide to introduce Hammer in any way, shape or form. So apparently Ben Kingsley is canonically not the real Mandarin. Like there was yeah. like a there was yeah, like, like an like extra he's based thing on that, somebody that. Yeah, there was like there was an extra thing to reveal that like he was just posing as the Mandarin. That was like I don't know if it was like a DVD extra kind of thing, but I don't think I ever saw that. But yes, yeah, I, the, I the, later read that like, yeah, Ben Kingsley's character, such and such, was later contacted by the real Mandarin. I'm like, wait, that's, that's, that sounds important. That sounds like something I should have seen in a movie. Yeah, unfortunately, there was no movie where they could have shown that. So it was just released as a short on a short online. I think it was like five minutes long. They're so, introducing... And- they're introducing like so many other like things now with like their next phase though so maybe they do want to get into that realm where they introduce the mandarin and fin fang foom for like you know shang chi or something yeah that's that's what i'm thinking shang chi is where the mandarin is going to show up that's probably why they did it um so you'll see the mandarin in shang chi which is i guess all right We'll we'll see, you know, like we have little to no information on that, but you know, this is all speculation and we will definitely be talking more about WandaVision as soon as that season ends. Yeah, Uh, with spoilers, with spoilers that time Uh, in other comic book news, uh, CW released a version of Superman that everybody seems to actually really like. I've been seeing that clip going around. I didn't know what it was from. Yeah. uh, Uh, Superman and Lois. It aired last night, apparently. Okay, Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and uh, the, with a green car and everything, nice little tribute. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen my, my mom made it for me. Like it's it's just like it's cute. It's wholesome. It's what you want Superman to be in a lot of ways. You know, truth, justice, the American way, the 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 best of us. I've seen a lot of different responses to it. I mean, all the response to it, like the clip, is generally positive. I haven't seen mm-hmm. many people who are frustrated about that. I have seen a lot of discourse on a lot of people saying this is what Superman should be. Um, and I've seen, you know, I. It's how I uh, feel. I've said this before, but Snyder fans can be really aggressive. And uh, like when anyone says, oh, this is what Superman should be, you get one or two different, you know, and I'm not saying this is all Snyder fans, but I am saying the people who disagree with comes from Snyder fans. Yeah, a a lot of the disagreement with that statement has come from Snyder fans. And what they've had to say is either one, this is what Superman was in those films. You just didn't get it. Or two. You just want Superman to be uh, the same all of the time. You don't want any variation. And it's like, hey, I'm not, I'm not fucking. Uh, it's more about what he represents. And honestly, like, I might actually, like, I, I did not see it, but I've been seeing all the clips, and I think I might actually go and watch it. I have been on a bit of a superhero kick lately. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. my my personal belief, my personal belief with Superman is that yes, he should be a big blue boy scout. And that should be something that he chooses to do every time. And his attitude should be positive and aggressively trying to do the right thing. And then you can introduce the dark stuff that knocks him down. That's why I didn't like the Snyder films, because I felt like the the He didn't have a chance to be the Boy Scout. (laughs) We we want to jump straight to dark and gritty. Yeah, it went straight to dark and gritty. That's the thing that I didn't like about the Snyder films, is I I never got this feeling that he was this positive force, uh, you know, who was raised by good people. The films actively made that like not apparent, and uh, you know, oh my god, the, the fa- okay, the fact at least that we have a reason second, to talk fa- about yeah. Snyder here. Yeah, we'll, we'll and, and we can, you know what? When the Snyder cut comes out, I'm sure we'll have a much deeper discussion on this. But the fact that the like the, the biggest thing that killed that entire franchise for me was the fact that the second movie in it was the death of Superman. So I know, it's, right? It's, <laughs> stop it! Like you, you, you don't earn that from one movie. We don't have time to mess around with good guy Superman. The, He's got to die. The, the new 52 like animated stuff was better like is better than what we've been given with the uh like live action like the Snyderverse. Although I still don't like that either. It's, they still like they still use Dick Superman and I don't like Dick Superman. He gets better as it goes. Yeah. Like a lot better. But to slowly transition into the uh topic today you know modern games and stuff uh last bit of the rundown the vampire the masquerade uh, vampire the masquerade bloodlines 2 has been kind of put on the indefinite shelf as the entire dev team has been pulled from the game uh due to uh, reasons that we weren't really given good god goddamn yeah, they, they are- basically <laughs> said that the game was not looking up to snuff for their pin or for their perspective and they were like players will be disappointed if this is what we put out uh yeah, so the I'm, first one's like a big cult classic yeah i'm, I'm real curious mm-hmm. uh what that was looking like because that's that is a lot of time money and development to have put into something and gone this let's put more time and money and effort into this 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 is not going to be enough yeah so they they have like stripped it from the development team that it was on and are like the publisher is currently uh giving it to a different dev team to work on what they had like they aren't starting from scratch apparently but it's uh it's not coming out in 2021 anymore so for uh i i know martin out there is a huge vampire the masquerade fan anybody else out there is uh yeah that that's too bad i'll be interested i, I like rpgs like that but I never I can played wait. it. I, I, I've heard the people, though, who like it really like it. It's like Vampire Deus Ex, basically. Like, yeah. kind of kind of in that game vein where first Blah, person, I didn't you got like... I for this. Yeah. I didn't ask <laughs> for this. Blah. All negative. But yeah, trans- transitioning from there into our uh, main topic, which is modern day gaming and stuff. Yo, yo. Uh, Video yeah. games. They happen. We had a Nintendo Direct last week, which I was lucky enough to have power during it. So I was able to watch all of the RPGs that Nintendo has had made. I still haven't messed with the Project Triangle strategy. And that's honestly of everything that they talked about. I'll go ahead and say that's my front runner for thing I am like most curious about just because I I haven't played a I haven't played a good tactics game that I really liked uh, in a long ass time. And that is a that is a genre I feel like I am ready to 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 feel I love again. 
Same. Uh, I, I haven't played, like, the, the last Tactics game I really, really liked was Tactics Advanced. Yeah. I mean, I guess I, I forgot Fire Emblem, I guess, technically counts there. That's yeah. kind of different it's, in my it's mind. A, it's a different kind of yes, tactic uh, RPG, though. But yeah, that, that kind specifically, I feel like, is one I haven't played in a minute. I'm starting to think that Nintendo Directs are not how I want to experience the dissemination of information via Nintendo anymore. Because uh, at this point, I am almost certain that the things that there that would actually get people hyped, a majority of them are going to get their own spotlights nowadays. And I think it the feels like Nintendo it though, Directs... It? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I feel like the Nintendo Directs are basically just a grab bag of a bunch of stuff that they didn't feel like deserved a, like a full spotlight and smash. Yeah, like the Nintendo Directs are... Uh, we got this. We got this, and maybe this new character coming to Smash. Here's one like announcement teaser for like a game that we are actually developing, and then here's a bunch of like here's here's the new WWE Brawlers game and all this other <laughs> stuff. Like, hey, they announced a mobile Star Wars game coming to Switch. That's <laughs> that's some big stuff. I will I say, like, so congratulations to all you. Uh, Fans, uh, you know, Zelda fans out there, you can pay sixty dollars for the worst Zelda game again. Well, Woo! okay, at least at least it, now it'll be playable, <laughs> and you can get some really cool Joy Cons that hopefully they've worked the drifting out of. I, I mean, do have hey, to say, you can. Oh god. Oh, sorry. I was just gonna say, I I I I gotta point out um, when somebody uh, on, on on Twitter posed, you know pointed out the fact that like, oh, it's sixty whole goddamn dollars. For a game that is now eight, like like twenty dollars, uh, this is a little ridiculous, don't you? Don't you guys think? And then a bunch of people, like I, I ended, uh, I ended up, you know, retweeting that, and then I got a bunch of people responding saying, "Then don't buy it." Yeah, and I shut mean, up. I won't. <laughs> yeah, and like my only response to that is, "Shut up, shut up, shut every <laughs> single fucking ma- god damn it." Stop responding with, well, then don't buy it. Anytime anyone has any fucking criticism of something you might like, you are a I child. Mean, you are a fucking child. Let people criticize things. If you disagree, state, I don't think it's that much, but don't say, don't buy it, you fucking toddler. Sorry, it's, I'm, it's, I, 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 I'm yeah, bothered. No, that, that, I'm bothered, that, 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 that type of response is counterproductive, because that's, that's what you... Uh, that's what you look at it like that's what you critique about it's like i don't think this is worth blank i yeah. think this might be worth blank uh and honestly like the fact that they uh are allowing you to play controller style because the thing that initially like popped out of my head when they said they were bringing this to the uh switch and i know that you know it's all motion controls i'm like what about the light what about the one that you can't undock and they're like, oh, you can also play it like this, using the thumbstick to strike in different directions. I'm like, oh, oh. Well, oh. I mean, the, the game was built from the ground up expecting you yeah. to use the Wii Motion Plus. So, like, I knew there was no way they were going to get away from that. There was You were going to have to be able to facsimilate that somewhere on a controller mm-hmm. if they were going to want to put this out on the light. Uh, what I'm curious about, because they, they didn't, as far as I know, mention it anywhere in there. So if the right stick is how you're going to be swinging your sword, how do you move the camera? And yeah, look, like, like, is it going to be one of those Metal Gear Rising Revengeance things where you have to, like, anchor the camera with a button? Mood. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, because that, that sounds kind of counterintuitive. And, like, it's one of those things where, like, real talk, I understand if they wanted to put this out, they were going to have to figure out some sort of compromise there uh, and, and, and do that. And this is maybe the, like... They, I sure, I'm sure they had a whole team trying to figure it out, so this is probably among the best ways they could have done it. But this... Nothing about this sounds like an appealing package to me, and I'm already like I'm already going in uh, as someone who, what little time I spent with Skyward Sword, I thought it was a bad Zelda game, so I was not looking forward to trying to mess with it again. But this just seems like a double shooting yourself in the foot, uh, and it's really unfortunate that it also came on the back of uh, you know the director kind of coming out and just kind of sheepishly apologizing saying we don't have any breath of the wild 2 stuff to talk about uh so here's a game you all kind of knew was going to be coming and probably didn't want anyway hope you like it and it's 60 dollars 
I feel like if they had just done what they did with the like, you know, the 3D Mario releases and just like packaged it with, I don't know, like Twilight Hell Princess. Yeah. This would be a very different conversation if it was like uh, Zelda 3D collection coming with, you know, like 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 let's, Skyward let's say Sword, uh, Ocarina of Time and Wind, Wind Waker or something yeah. like would would have been awesome. I would have been I and if they if they would have been like and that's 120 bucks or something, I still probably would have been like, hell yeah, I'm throwing down for that. That's 60 bucks a piece for two games. I will definitely play and one I might. I mean, yeah. you got Mario, Mario 64 Galaxy and Sunshine for 60. Why, why can't you package three old Zelda games together? I mean, maybe they're larger games, but I don't feel like it. Those Mario games are pretty packed with shit. I'm, I'm pretty sure that we're getting uh, Wind Waker all on its own. Didn't they, we already? Uh, not for the Switch. All oh, right, right. They only did that for the Wii U so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that we're going to get the Wii U version of Wind Waker for the Switch. Which, hey, I might play Wind Waker finally. I never got the chance. So if, if, if it actually ends up coming out for the Switch, hooray, I hear it's a very good Zelda game. Uh, the only the only Zelda game I've ever actually played was, uh, was what's it called? Um, the, the fucking Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. So, I've, yeah. I've, only ever, I've only ever beaten two Zelda games. I've beaten Breath of the Wild and uh, one that will never get a remaster just because of how it works mechanically, Link Between Worlds. Oh, yeah. Because you I need that, like, that. you need that DS, like, close it and open it functionality sometimes. You could probably make it work on the Switch. Uh, but there are certain, like, DS and DS Zelda games that, uh, like, Phantom Tracks, where you need to, like, okay, I'm going to mark Spirit this on the tracks. bottom here, close the close the game, and open it up again, and now it's on the top. I, I, I will say this. Um, with the way, like, so... I'm actually okay with them being an individual release, specifically because I really, really don't like the uh, 3D All-Stars release. They felt like really cheap ports, uh, and, and I yeah, would rather... And they, and they were very bare essentials, like it was, like, not not to split hairs on what you're expecting from an HD collection thing, but, like, I feel like a lot of them tend to have, like, some bonus things in there, some, like, extra kind of... You know, some bells and whistles on top of it just being the game, but the yeah. the three the 3D All Stars was definitely like here are literally these three games, and I think maybe maybe a soundtrack player that might have been a thing, but I would be honestly not surprised if that wasn't it because yeah. I I feel like everything I saw because I, I I didn't end up getting it myself, but all I saw was just like this is just the games they they gave you nothing on top. Yeah, you got to get them quick before they go back into the Nintendo Vault. Oh yeah, I see. So my problem is I have no interest in Mario fans just fucking skewer me. I don't care. I have no interest in Sunshine. I, I have negative interest in Sunshine. I see the gameplay and I'm like, no, you lost me. I, I just, I, there, I don't care. I, I, God knows I wanted to play Galaxy, like, really fucking bad. But I've already played 60, I played 64 until my fucking thumbs bled. And I don't, I don't want to return to that. And I, I have no interest in Sunshine. So just, I have, it's like, oh great, I'm gonna have to pay all this money for two games I don't want to get the one game I do want. Yeah, I, I might eventually play through them. I, I have them. Just, I'm trying to think of how many Mario games I've beaten. It might be Odyssey and Yoshi's Island. I find it very funny that I've played more Sonic games than I have Mario games. There are more Sonic games than there are Mario <laughs> games, though. True. They keep they keep releasing them. Like they grab the Unless shovel. Unless you count and it's every like, Mario yeah. sport game, Mario oh, Party, true. Mario Kart, Doctor Mario, Mario yeah. Hotel. I mean, it, I think it's I think it's valid enough to call those Mario games. But that's what I want. Uh, the with the speaking of Mario games, New Super Mario World 3D uh, was re released on Switch as well as. <laughs> an extra thing with Bowser's Fury, which uh, oh, yeah. was short, but a really cool proof of concept of kind of an open world Mario game, mm-hmm. uh, which made me start thinking what I want is like an open world Mario game where it is like a Mario game that also basically has like, there is a Mario, like a fully fledged Mario Kart part of it. There is a Mario, like you can run up on a tennis court and now you are playing Mario tennis. You can mm-hmm. find a golf course and you are playing Mario golf. And it and like the the star collectathon thing is still there. It's just you are also doing these as parts of it. 
and I think that would be friggin' cool. Uh, and that would be a, a neat direction for them to go. But also, you could charge $60 for a big game that has six littler games in it, or you could just charge 60 bucks six times, and no Nintendo fans are gonna spend that money every time. Uh, so I, I doubt that's gonna happen. But uh, it's a dream that I had while messing with Bowser's Fury that such a thing might exist one day. It would be really cool. I mean, it's it's not impossible. I just like what would they call it? Like Mario Infinite or something? Or something would they like literally that. would they literally just go back and call it Mario World? I would be down with that. If this was just Super Mario World, and it's just like, yeah, no, or the Super Mario World, Colon Storm, the Revenge. Uh I I would definitely be down for something like that. Yeah, because I mean Yeah, that, that that whole direct, I think like the things I took out of it were RPG, 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 anime titties and smash, and uh Well, and it's not even yeah, just no RPG. More, no more heroes three. Yes, No More Heroes 3 got got a cool trailer. Uh, something about how it looks. It's I haven't played No More Heroes 1 or 2 in quite a while. Something about how it plays looks different to me in a bad way, but I'm not sure how to put my finger on it. And it could just be my imagination since I haven't played those games in like a decade. But uh, but I'm still very curious about it. Uh, also, Splatoon 3 is a thing. Yeah, I, I, I have like little interest in that like i played splatoon 2 a little bit uh but it, it, like it's it's an interesting game it's just not it's just not for me it's like it, I'd, I'd be just as excited if they announced arms 2 i feel bad because genuinely uh i've seen so many people who have been excited actually weirdly enough considering i know how popular splatoon is i've heard like a deafening silence on my Twitter about people excited about Splatoon 3. And again, I know how popular it is. It's, it's, it's just, it seems like everyone was like, yeah, Splatoon 2 is real good. And then Splatoon 3 is happening and everyone's like, okay, all right. Splatoon always caught me as a game that uh, people loved its aesthetic way more than the actual game itself. Yeah. Um, but... The, the thing that bugged me about the Splatoon 3 reveal is like it has this like kind of cool almost cinematic like trailer and it feels like it's setting up to be a very different game than the original it feels like it's going to be this you know more exploring based game but then they kind of immediately undercut it and just like kind of instantly bring you back to what looks like Splatoon mm-hmm. 2 but now it's a desert and, and it's it felt like this very like quick just like switcheroo of where I was like ooh okay I could definitely see a really good like story focused Splatoon game I know Splatoon 2 had a a solo campaign you could do but it really kind of felt like they were just sort of putting this multiplayer game in a weird single player box Uh, I could definitely see them like focusing on a single player and making that like the priority but it just very much felt like a no this is just more Splatoon Hope, hope you like it they and they seem to they seem to emphasize the character creation. Was the, was there character creation in one and or two? I, I feel think like, there was. I feel but like just, there was. I think this one was a bit more detailed, but I do think that there was. Okay, and you, get little, never, and you get a little buddy. Yeah, I've yes, never, they, I've, they added the buddy thing. Yeah, I, I only ever played Splatoon. I think I played Splatoon one or two while I was visiting Kieran once, and that's that's the like most I remember from it. So. Yeah, I, pl- I, would, I played it in the office, like in the old office with you guys at one point. That was that mm-hmm. was about it. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't have a Wii U, so I didn't play Splatoon one at all. And then when I got a Switch, I was dying to just have any video games on it that weren't Breath of the Wild. After I beat it, and <laughs> I was like, "Hey, Splatoon two, that's a Nintendo game. Uh, they make good things. Let's see it." And like, it's fun. Like, I I totally mm-hmm. get people who like Splatoon. But it's like I played it for a weekend and then I was like, OK, I think I've played the Splatoon I need to play. Like uh, I said, it, was kind of, it was kind of the same way I felt about arms. It's like this is mechanically fun. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying myself with this, but I'm not going to sink myself into it. And that's kind of a problem you run into these days because there are just so many games coming out, especially as the tools to make them become more and more approachable that you get all these great indie games as well. Yeah. Actually, the indie game scene has been where I've been, like, at my most excited. Um, I, I If anybody's been following what I've been doing lately, I've been playing through Hollow Knight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I I, I've, I did my full, like, I've done all the streams I'm going to do for, do for it, but I did at least, like, 13 streams with Hollow Knight. 
Yeah, and between Hollow Knight and Hades, you've been you've been indying it up. Yeah, and, and Gunfire Reborn and uh, Super Animal Royale. Those have been the like hell. I, I guess Little Nightmares Two isn't is that technically indie? Yes. Okay. Well, hey, right now I'm playing through Little Nightmares Two. Was playing Among Us with all of you guys. Like, man, Valheim just, seems I, to be taken off. Valheim is really good. Have either of you tried it yet? I've not. I've only seen. I've only heard of it because you've been playing through it. So it's it's pretty damn fun. Basically, take the leveling system from um, Elder Scrolls Oblivion. You know, like you you gain levels by doing things, hmm. not by gaining experience points, and then you plug it into a tree somewhere. So you do things, and you get better at things by doing them. Like if you're using an axe, the classic you will, Morrowind level up system. Yeah, you'll improve your ability with axes if you're cutting down trees you'll improve your ability to cut down trees if you're running you improve your running ability jumping etc and the crafting system while incredibly bare bones actually benefits from that because (laughs) i spent an entire stream at one point just building a lanchion as i ended up calling or as my chat ended up calling it and i like i felt like only a few like i felt like only an hour passed as I'm just building this house on top of a hill after carving out this the top of this mountain, patting down the land to make a good foundation, and then building this giant longhouse that I decided to add a chimney to. It, there's a lot that you can do in that game, and there is a huge world for you to explore that's procedurally generated that uh, has, it's just full of mysteries and really cool stuff. And it's yeah. still in early access. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, I, I didn't mess with it initially. Uh, my one of my friends was playing it, and the way he described it, like even though he was having a good time, I feel like really undersold it because the way he threw it to me was just like, "You played Rust? It's like that, but now you're Vikings." And I'm like, "All right, Rust is cool, I guess, but I don't, I don't know if I want to get into another one of those." Uh, but like looking into it afterwards, I feel like there's, uh, it's definitely more than just one of those. It is, mm-hmm. it is, it is still one of those, but very different, uh, and seems like it has a lot more to offer. So I will probably look into it at some point. Soon. Yeah, it just, it just has that RPG twist to it where you're upgrading your stuff at a decent click. It always feels like you're progressing, I think is the best part. So, or, or I guess you know, it's it's a good part, but it's also kind of the most addicting part. Yeah, I know it's, it's that Skinner box. Like, hey, you just got you 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 upgraded. You upgraded. I want to hey, see these meters hey. fill up. Hell look yeah! Look at you! Look at you! You're so much better at swimming now. Oh, oh look at that! You just leveled up stealth. Want to shoot that deer? You leveled up your bow. Yeah. It's it's that yeah it's that Skinner's box of constant progression that you always feel like you're achieving something. And when I say these worlds are huge, the world they give you, if you go to the map after you, you know, first spawn in and scroll all the way out, it's fucking huge, like crazy big. So, yeah, that's a that's a a hard mark for me to check out that I've been playing it on Fridays with a few friends. It's good. I'm curious about it. Yeah. One of my friends was actually asking me about it. So I think that's what I'll uh, end up doing myself. Mm hmm. Uh, BlizzCon also happened. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm the, I'm the wrong guy. Here's the thing. I know that Blizzard probably told, talked about some cool stuff. I don't think there is a single Blizzard game that I've really ever gotten into. So I'm the wrong guy for their cons. I was, I, okay. I was really into Overwatch. Then I wasn't. But Overwatch 2, Kaiser, they're giving people shinier clothes. So, if anybody has ever heard my opinion on Blizzard and its, uh, and, and, uh, let, let's just get beyond the whole, uh, the response to the activism, scandal, drama, oh, et cetera, yeah, et cetera. I forgot about that. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. that actually, that, that was what ended my, uh, particular interest in Blizzard games. Um, but the, the thing that actually, like, my overarching problem that, that I, that I've had and that I'd struggled with for a while, I do not like loot boxes. In fact, I think that, uh, loot boxes that you can pay for are absolutely 100% morally uh, like absolutely unacceptable. You should not be able to pay money for loot boxes. It's literally gotcha gambling. Yeah, you should be able to specifically pay money to buy a thing that you want. I will accept that. Not for loot boxes. Not for gambling. I, I 
I look, I, look at, I, I look at the difference between Overwatch and League of Legends, where Overwatch is a game you pay $60 for, and then if you want to get costumes for the people that you like, you either have to grind like hell or pay them actual money for a chance at it, whereas at least League of Legends, it's free to play and, you know, feel however you will about the game. If you want to buy something for a character you like, you just buy it. Yeah. And that's why I can't I can't approve of of loot boxes. It's just it's legalized gambling, uh, often for children. Uh, it's predatory. It affects people with gambling disorders. It creates gambling disorders in people without them even knowing. Uh, they know what they're doing. They've talked about the fact that they know what they're doing openly and actively at their conferences. So uh, Bobby Kotick, tr- so Bobby Kotick admits to being a child predator is what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> Yes, Child Kotick is a child predator, and he has admitted to doing so. There you go. But yeah, I um, sorry, like I I got on that Jim Sterling train way early. Or, I'm sorry. Uh, well, Jim Stephanie Sterling. Jim Stephanie Sterling. I got on that train early, and I've been riding it hard because everything that they've had to say, I I have poor impulse control. Three hundred dollars. Three hundred dollars into fucking Overwatch, and that's not all my money. Some people bought me. A bunch of uh, of loot boxes, and I still wasn't getting the stuff that I actually wanted. That's that's insane. That is unacceptable. That is one hundred percent predatory practices. They know what they're doing. Fuck them. If Guess I spend more than a- up my Dragon Ball Legends packs, though. Yeah, yeah if right. I, if, I up, <laughs> if I end up spending a hundred dollars on your fucking product, I better have what I want. If I don't, go fuck yourself. And I will say that again. And I want that to be. I want that to be on the record. If you are spending twice the amount of money that you did buying the fucking game and you still can't get the things that you want out of it, it is exploiting you. That okay, I'm glad you added that part at the end there because there are a lot of games that I've certainly paid more than my entry fee uh, in mm-hmm. DLC and post oh, yeah. support. Yeah, uh, it, like, like honestly, as long as uh, like as long as I know where my money is going and I'm getting what I want, that is my money I'm putting down. But if it's if it's up to chance and they're constantly stringing me along, nope, I'm not doing it. Fuck them and fuck that. Looking at you, Genshin Impact. As, as long as you're putting money into it that you feel like, first of all, it's money that you feel like the game deserves from you. Like, you know, you don't feel bad supporting the company that for the the product that you're using, especially for free to play stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh you, you talk about how, you know, you fell pretty hard. You, you hit like $300, not even of all of your own money in Overwatch loot boxes. I fell into a gotcha game over the past uh, year. Oh, and no. yeah, uh, you know, it, it's it starts small, but then all of a sudden you're just justifying. Well, I've already spent so much time on this and I've already put this much into it. I, I can't just stop. And that's the trap. That's the real trap. And I finally shook myself of it. But by then I was probably down like 50 to 60 bucks. Yeah. And, which which is low for somebody to like shake themselves out of it. Because there are people out there that are spending. Um, I'm trying to think of one of the gacha games that I've played. Star Wars. The, the Star oh. Wars whatever one where you're like the hero collector. <laughs> they have packs in that for upwards of like $500 to get characters that aren't even fully leveled and upgraded. It's it's ridiculous. And I uh that's it that's actually whenever I hear a game has that kind of shit in it, I will actively not buy it anymore for two mm-hmm. reasons. One, it's going to fuck me up. I'm going to get in there and like like with the latest Mortal Kombat game. I was like, "Oh, wow. That's this is a lot of that exploitative bullshit. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to because I know one, I'm going to spend money and two, I am not going to continue to give my money to that bullshit and i would i would i would highly recommend that everyone listening don't don't give them your money for that don't get like obviously i can't tell you what to do but i really don't think you should if you if you feel like it's worth it then you know that's that's you but it's your money it's your money but these people are literally Look, I could do a hundred. I could do five hundred one dollar bets or one five hundred dollar bet, mm-hmm. and the five hundred dollar bet has a bunch of lettering saying it's best value. So it I don't is. Know. It is best value. It is best value. It's the best value that you're never going to get any money out of. Like it's. 
mm. It's like that. That's that's the mm of it. I was mm. going to say tell that to my game stock stock, but apparently it's soaring today. So never mind. It's it's fluctuating pretty heavily <laughs> due to the fact that a lot of people are still holding on to it, holding on to hope. It's got them diamond hands. Money, money is made up, man. Money's fake. Yeah. No, it's well, all. Yeah, it's money all is fucking fake. Except that's why, you that's, know. That's why I've been buying cryptocurrency. I'm buying literally cryptocurrency is internet real estate. That is exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah. Uh man. Uh, Hearthstone announced its new expansion, and they're doing like a huge shakeup. Uh, they're basically replacing the classic set with what they're calling the core set, which they are giving to everybody for free, apparently. But they're, they also might be adding a gotcha game into Hearthstone, so I might be dropping that pretty soon. Because gotcha games and me can get dangerous. We don't have a good, we don't have a good relationship. And, the and, Hearth, saying, and Hearthstone already has a gotcha mechanic in it, in the fact that it's a card game. I was going to say, it's practically there. Yeah, I, I should say um, cryptocurrency uh, has a lot of its own actual moral problems, uh, partially yep. including the fact that uh, it has been terrible for the environment. It is actually very bad. So, H- how do you mean terrible for the environment? Um, the amount of processing power uh, it takes oh, oh, to you, mine. You mean, oh, you mean all the people mining it using energy yes. and stuff? Okay. Yeah. That, there's, okay. there's there's been a huge problem with that, and it's not going anywhere. Um. Like it's it's kind of neat to be like, oh yeah, I've got some Dogecoin, and my you know the hundred dollars I spent on Dogecoin, the Dogecoin is now up like five thousand percent, and that that could be pretty cool. But there's a lot that goes along with the cryptocurrency that is not exceptionally uh, not not great. So I, I want to point put that out there. Like I don't mean to call you out, Nick, but I, I think it's good to note the old that no the old I, no ethical I, consumption I, under capitalism fair. rears its ugly head again. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I'm not mining it. I've just been <laughs> investing over the years. Like that's that's all I've been doing. Yeah, because um, yeah, the mining it's not like it's the same reason that when you tell somebody, well, if everybody just stopped eating meat, the world would be better. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I, like, it's it's more than just, you know, some people mining. There are server farms out there. They're, all I'm saying is, I would, like, anybody listening to this, there is some moral, moral duplicity going on with, with, with uh, cryptocurrency. Don't jump on it. There's, yeah. It's- uh, the, way, the way you invest is, like, the number one rule, only invest with money that you're willing to lose. And that's what I do. Yeah. Like, it's... <laughs> I have a diversified portfolio full of many, many different things, and any one of them could collapse, and I'd be okay. As long as the so rest long don't. As they don't all. <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah. Yeah, as long as they don't, don't all collapse, I'll be fine. Yeah, but anyway, um, yeah, blah, 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 blah. but yeah, but, like fucking Bitcoin, Dogecoin, whatever. Um, yeah. Well, hey, I played a lot of Guilty Gear this week. Oh yeah, how, <laughs> yeah, is, how, that? how, how is that? It's 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 Arc Systems' next big game after fighting. Next big so. fighting game. So Guilty Gear, an infamously uh, difficult fighting game to get into. Uh, very very high learning curve just from the start. Uh, and the trend with a lot of video games these days is like ease of access, trying to get people in, feeling like they're good at video games right from the start. Mm. I'm going to go ahead and say uh, Guilty Gear is not the game for you if you are looking for a, a quick, easy fighting game to pick up. Uh, is, it, I, is it less... Uh, like you Compare the entry levels of this and Fighters, because Fighters, I feel like I was pretty quickly able to pick up and understand the mechanics. Fighters is, fighters is comparatively baby's first fighting game. Like it, there's There are auto combos in it. There are things to make you feel like you are flashy. Uh, there are lots of shortcuts, way, ways, to, ways to look cool without having to practice. Guilty Gear is very much methodical. Uh, this game definitely takes the pace uh, down from previous Guilty Gears. And a lot of people have issues with its uh, honestly kind of ugly UI. Mm. Um, but I, I was having a good time with it. Maybe not a great time. Uh, the beta was fortunately free over the weekend, so uh, I didn't have to pre-order or anything to to put my to dip my toes in. I don't know if I'm going to be buying in whole hog at sixty bucks uh, from the start from what I played because uh, just 
there's some stuff with the battle mechanics that definitely they really like to emphasize like counter hits and stuff so they freeze and take control away from players to like emphasize stuff a lot over the course of a single game and i'm not a big fan of that Hmm. Um, they also have an interesting anti like it really sucks when you're playing a fighting game and you're stuck in the corner and the person's just on top of you and you can't really get out They've built a mechanic where if you take enough damage in the corner, you just get smacked through the corner and it like resets the stage. Hmm. Like you are just basically sent back into a neutral starting position, which is a bit of a a bit of a catch up mechanic, basically. Yeah, it's it's kind of a neat. Hey, you've been stuck in the corner, so we're going to let you out. But it also does a shit ton of damage. Mm. So it's more like. We've taken out the part where you're stuck in the corner for a minute just eating a bunch of hits, and we've just sped that up, but also threw you back to neutral right away. So uh, there's a lot of kind of like the stage is kind of like the stage hazards from Injustice. Like uh, you knock, kinda, you, knock, yeah. you, knock, you knock them through the wall, they fall down the elevator, all of a sudden you're in a new area. Pretty much. And it's just like, hey, now we're both gonna get up, we're both gonna be able to stand up. You as the person who was getting the shit kicked out of you. You've lost a bunch of health, but now positionally, you and the other guy are back on even footing. Um, but there's like there, there's a lot of stuff to like and dislike about it. Uh, 15 characters at the start, decent decent sized roster. But the cool thing about Guilty Gear is it's like every character plays wildly different from the others. Like you, that you I can basically, appreciate. You are basically able to play 15 very different games based on what character you are picking. Uh, and so like so that's really cool and I spent all of the time in beta with one character just because I wanted to figure him out so I, my experience might change drastically if I picked up a different character and I'd be like oh I clicked with them immediately this game fucking rules like there's, it's very possible that that is something that could happen uh, but I, I would I would recommend checking it out if you can uh, if they if they have a way to play it for free uh, uh, which probably isn't happening honestly since it's going to be releasing very soon Mm. Uh, but I, I would definitely suggest at least looking into it, checking it out. If you're someone who thinks fighting games are neat uh, and they've got that really good visual flair that Arxis has been pumping out like crazy with its games since like Exert, I would say. I do love that about uh, fighting games, like really playing with the fighters toolkit to make them feel genuinely different, but still fit within the same like game mechanically. Uh, yeah, games like Kaiser, you you've played a lot of Tekken Seven, right? There, pretty much every fighter oh, yeah. in that game has their own speciality. Yeah, uh, they they play. You know, they still have to adhere to the control scheme that's that that is uh, mm-hmm. set up via you know Tekken. But uh, I do say, I do have to say, the way that characters differ in that game is very different from say fighters. I just remember laughing my ass off watching a donkey video where he's just playing Kuma and just laying on the ground and slap, slap, just flopping around and doing all this damage. Just being a big bear. Yeah, just it being is a big really dumb great. bear. It's really great when you control in that game. It's really, really great. Oh, and speaking of fighting games, I completely forgot about that that Mortal Kombat movie trailer dropped and it looks cool. I'm, I'm honestly excited. Yes, it, me too. I... Ha- I love I, I love both of the Mortal Kombat movies that came out previously, even the bad one. Even so, even the bad even one. Annihilation. Mm-hmm. And I am excited to see what this does. I I don't know if in my heart of hearts it can stand up to that first Mortal Kombat movie just just due to the rose colored no, goggles I, I have that. on. Yeah. But it already it kind of already handicapped itself for me right out the gate with Cole. Yeah, oh, the a, introducing... an original character. Yeah, this, yeah feels not like, this feels like they were. Yeah, it feels like they were too. They weren't confident enough for the characters from the actual fucking story to carry the movie, so they I... had to come up with this audience stand-in. What's I'm wrong, sorry. What's wrong with I Liu Kang the, being the main character? I saw the first film. I cared about Liu Kang. I cared about Sonya Blade. I even cared about Johnny fucking Cage. Why do we need this Cole character? This I it's still, weird. So they can insert him as DLC to, to Mortal Kombat 11 or 12 or whatever. Oh, right. I subscribe to the fan theory that Cole is Johnny Cage, and after after the whole thing's said and done, someone approaches him about a movie deal, and they're and they're gonna say something like, "We gotta do something about that name, though." And and then well, we can go by my John, middle name, a, Johnny. I'm I'm I am I am willing. Uh, if I was a gambling man, 
I would I would put money on this being a Johnny Cage origin story kind of movie. Wow. Making Johnny Cage the main character. He did become more important as the lore went on in the game. Yeah. So. yeah. Uh, Mortal Kombat X, he is d- descended from gods and is the only one able to stop <laughs> Shinnok. Uh, but then he loses, so we're going to pass that power to his daughter. Yeah. Uh, to really put over the Mortal Kombat kids. Oh, I love, I love Johnny Cage's babies. daughter. Cassie, Cassie Cage, Cage is great. Cool. Yeah. I was honestly hoping more of the combat kids would come back for the for Mortal Kombat 11, at least in DLC or something, but to no, no avail. Not, not all of them passed the scratch test, apparently. Guess not. No one wants Takeda like I do, but he's got those cool arm whip things. He's I know! The, he's the Mortal Kombat, not, he's the Iron Man 2 villain. I am yeah. actually stupendously happy, though, to see just how actually R-rated the film's going to be, because, mm-hmm. like, it's not that I need ultra-violent films, but this is Mortal Kombat. If you're going to have a Mortal Kombat film, you've got to be able to have actual fatalities. Not that the first film wasn't fun in its own campy, cheesy way, but we've had that already. We had that. We had the PG-13 version. I want to see some real, honest-to-God violence. I feel like I'm going to enjoy Kano. Kano looks fun in the movie. It's weird because they're pitching Kano as one of the good guys, and he is in the lore, never that. I mean, he's definitely an anti-hero here. Like, I mean, yeah, 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 but he, he, but he's he's playing for the side of Earth, which yeah. is never he's gonna be what he does. It's it's the side he belongs to, though. Yes, and yeah, gonna, I, I would very be, likely he very likely he'll betray them and you know go into the classic Kano roots. But it's just it's an odd choice. We've never had him start off even pretending to be one of the good dudes. Yeah, he yeah. represents Earth realm. He gets brought in, and he'll probably get bought out to betray people. Yeah, he's Specific, gonna he's specifically gonna get an Sonya. Offer. Oh yeah. So yeah, that'll that'll probably be how it goes, but it'll it'll be fun nonetheless. Uh, yeah, I, I, we're and talking about we we're talking about Sub-Zero games breaking at Jax's arms. It is like that. That's that's a cool that's a cool little origin for that too, and that yeah. they're actually playing with the idea of the Lin Kuei and um whatever Scorpion's tribe was. I'm oh, shit out of you. That one, yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Shirai Ryu. I Thank Shir- Shiri you. Ryu. Oh. Raiden. It's not Japanese. <laughs> I, it's, it's oh own, my god, yeah. It's, it's its own fake Eastern. Raiden and Fujin. Shirai Ryu. And it's like, nah, nah. We've been saying it this long. The We're not Shirai change it. Ryu. It's, it's really funny. Although, but, by the way, is that the original fucking... Uh, oh my god, if I'm wrong, I'm gonna be the most racist motherfucker. Is that actually the original... Um, uh, oh my god, what's his name? Fucking Shang Tsung? Tsung? No. Oh, Shang Tsung. Okay. Well, I'm the most racist motherfucker. At, at I'm least sorry. Not in, the, not in the film. They got him for the game, though. Yeah. He, uh, the, the way he sounded and the way he acted, he's definitely, I feel like he's definitely channeling the original Shang Tsung. Probably. Your brother's soul is mine. Mine. Your oh god, I love that so fucking much. I, mean, I want to go back, back and rewatch it again, game. too. Oh. It has and that was great. Begun. I it's so che- it's so cheesy and camp and great in all the best ways. Uh, unlike another quote unquote video game movie that came out recently, the uh, Five Nights knockoff Wy- uh, Willy Wiley's Willy Palace oh, or whatever. Oh, is that not good? Unfortunately, no. They uh, that's a bummer. They they don't do anything good with Nick Cage, and that's probably by his own design. But he has no lines of dialogue in that entire movie. There's no tension. The kills are pretty boring. The story mm. is non-existent. You That's think that, you think yeah, you think they're going to do some stuff with it, but they don't. Pretty much every scene winds up like this. Either a stupid kid gets killed or Nick Cage fights an animatronic and beats it handily and walks away not saying anything. And it's entertaining the first time. It's it's funny when you watch him beat the shit out of a gorilla in a bathroom and then it happens again and again and again, and then the movie just kind of ends. It's meh. I I can't believe I paid money for it, and I do not recommend it. I That's wait, wait, wait till it's free, then you can watch it. But it's not even man. When Nick Cage makes a movie, God flips a coin <laughs> for real. <laughs> it's and either gonna be it's either gonna be good, good or bad, good. And this is this is bad, bad, like. Yeah, there, there. Uh, I love B- 
bad good Nick Cage movies. Mm-hmm. Like they're fantastic. And then he'll and then every now and again he'll come out and do something fucking amazing like Mandy. Yeah, Mandy was awesome. I, I haven't recently seen watched Mandy. That. It is a trip. I recommend being on something that alters your state of mind. <laughs> or not, because um, that might fuck you up. No, it's it's visually arresting sober. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it is also, it is a strong movie. There's also um I also need to see Color Out of Space. That was also another Nicolas Cage film. Yeah. But yeah. So But looking ahead to the future, the PlayStation Direct State of Play or whatever they call it. I think that's tomorrow, right? Yes. They've they've announced it for tomorrow. I don't know if they've mentioned what's going to be there. But. They haven't. Do you have any anticipate do you have any thoughts? I mean, this will come out after it, so we'll see how quickly mm. we're right or wrong. Uh, well, they announced a, another PlayStation VR thing yesterday. I'm they wondering did. if they'll show off more about that. Uh, they, they they did announce it yesterday. They also claimed that there's like it's still very very in development the most they were able to talk about it was they want it to be you know a bit smoother and one cord they only want one cord going mm. into it that would be that would be nicer yeah uh, i could i could see there was they announced that there was going to be a second god of war right well mm-hmm. another one like yeah, the, at, their, at, their, at their last state of play they announced god of war ragnarok yeah so for, maybe something with that um, I don't think we're going to hear anything about that this time around. I think what we're going to hear about is uh, the next Horizon game, Gran Turismo, probably more about Grand Theft Auto 5 for the PS5, which um, I'm making a jerk-off motion with my hand. Grand Theft Auto I, Online for the PS5. I don't even know if they're going to release all of 5. Are they? they? I, I can they see them not. at least they, doing a trailer. The last time they the last time they talked about GTA for PS5, it was they were only announcing GTA online. I'm betting we're going to get some Ratchet and Clank though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, Ratchet and Clank. Oh, um, uh, real quick, not to not to backtrack, but I just realized mm-hmm. I never mentioned it when I talked about it. Uh, Guilty Gear. One of the coolest things about it, it's netcode is using rollback netcode, which is significantly better than most of the fighting games on the market now. Uh, okay. You can play people from literally across the planet, and it feels better than most online games and fighters. Uh, like it's it's a very very good netcode. And if there's any reason to actively support it right away and show fighting game devs that's something we want. It, that is a, a very good reason because you can play people from pretty much literally anywhere and as long as they have like a decently good connection it's gonna feel good because of how rollback works uh, so that's oh, yeah. that's that's really really cool sorry I didn't didn't want to jump off topic there but saw someone mention it and was immediately like oh yeah that's worth shouting no, out that's a, that's, a, that's, that's a good point though because I know a lot of people's biggest issue with fighters is the net code can be a little wonky if you're not close to the person. Yeah, and especially since we're living in a post-quarantine world mm-hmm. where we shouldn't be gathering in person, it would be really nice to be able to feel like you're playing people and feel like, you know, feels like you would be playing them, or feels like it would if you were playing them in person. Actually yeah. have online tournaments and have them yeah. function properly. I should also point out that, yes, in fact, GTA V, the full game, will be on PS5, and the online is going to be standalone. Yeah, that, that's what I remember from the last PlayStation event was they they did a trailer for Grand Theft Auto Online, but no real mention of five. It would not shock me if they're going to drop five on there. Just I mean, it's a real quick and easy goddamn port. The game's been out for over a decade now, it feels like. Uh, so, yeah, that doesn't shock me. I, I am a little bit more anticipatory of this because I did finally, after all of the hunting, manage to get a PS5. And so, oh, far, yes. so far, the only good thing on it is the built-in dem- tech demo. But can you? Hey, can you, that Demon Souls is probably pretty good. I haven't played it yet. I assume. Yeah, but it's Demon can Souls, you, you know. Can you believe that there are scalpers out there who have literally complained about how they're being treated right now? That's <laughs> fucking ridiculous. There, I can't. I, I can't believe that. Like, look, I, I there's a nuanced conversation to be had about piracy. There is no conversation to be had about scalpers. Fuck them. 100%. If you're a scalper, you are scum. Fuck you. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to feel they- sorry for you. I hope you get punched in the throat and your entire fucking uh, 
Like, all the things that you bought get stolen. Eat, eat a dick. I don't know about going that far, but nope, I do nope. hope... I said what I said and I, I meant know it. What, I know you said what you said and you meant it. My, my biggest hope for them is that eventually supply catches up with demand and they're just left with a billion things that they have to sell at cost or lower. I mean, that that's about as good as a throat punch. <laughs> it's a punch it's a in the punch wallet. punch to their wallet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but... I'm I'm excited. I'm hopeful that we get some cool news. I, I will say about PlayStation's state of plays. I keep wanting to say PlayStation Direct because that's essentially what they are. Yeah. The last few that they've done have had some really cool shit to show off at the very least. Yeah, I have no idea what's coming, to be honest, but I, I feel like there's a good chance it'll be something cool. But how about you guys out there? What are you excited for? What have you been playing lately? Did you see the new Nick Cage Five Nights at Freddy's movie? Did, did you like it? Because I didn't. I don't recommend... Like, this is not me saying you should go watch it and tell me what you think. This is... If you have already accidentally bought it, let me know. <laughs> By the way, thank you for joining today. We hope you're all staying happy and healthy out there. And we'll see you guys on the next Talkcast Pod Show. Later, everybody.